0: Welcome back to another episode of the Constructive Liberty Podcast, Intentionally Creating a Lifestyle of Freedom. This is episode number four, and today is September the 16th, 2020. I think I got the date right this time. Last week, I actually recorded on a Tuesday, and I released it on a Wednesday. So I said, this is Wednesday, whatever, whatever, but I said Tuesday's date, I believe. What a boneheaded move, but I think I got the right date today. So, enough of that, enough of my screw-ups. What have we got today? Well, I am the Homestead Handyman. So, I've got another Homestead update, small one this time. I'm going to talk a little bit about the state of the handyman business and then what the whole reason behind this podcast is. I like to empower people. I I want to see people create their own lifestyle of freedom and so that's the whole reason that i started this podcast is because i'm on my own journey to discover on uh, my own journey to be to live as free as i can to i don't know how else to say it just to be free i love freedom it's something that we all want and when when it's not there life sucks to be blunt, blatantly honest and um, if you don't have the freedom that you long for, it's just like somebody is poking a stick in your back and they're just gouging you. And it's like, man, it's uncomfortable. It's not fun. And quit sticking that stick in my back. I want the freedom. I want to be away from that. And so that's why I started this podcast. And I say that because I'm starting a mini-series. It's going to be f- at least four parts, but expanding on last week's topic. Of how to get what you want in life. And I'm starting today from the perspective of, like say, a middle schooler. Somebody who is about 12, 13 years old in that range. And has no really life experience yet. Don't know what they want. Don't know where they want to go in life. That's the things we're talking about today. Back to the beginning, okay? Homestead update. Last week, I promised you to talk about the ticks. I forgot to talk about the ticks. Today, we're talking about ticks, okay? There's hundreds and thousands of them here, and I don't know how to get rid of them. My dog, bless her heart, has been covered in them, and we pick them off, and we give her baths, and... She comes back the next day with thousands more. It seems like thousands. It's probably, it's not literally thousands, but it seems like thousands of more tiny ticks just covering her. She also started getting fleas. I don't know where the fleas are coming from. We've put drops on her. She's got a flea and tick collar. It doesn't seem to help. We spray the yard. I don't know what to do. And they crawl on you as soon as you step out the door. Now, thankfully... Their numbers are lessening a little bit. That I, you can step outside and run through the yard a bit without getting 14 ticks crawling on your leg now. Last week or two weeks ago at this time, you would barely step out the door and you would just start crawling with ticks. And it's like, Arr! okay, enough about the ticks. I hate ticks. You're probably scratching and itching everywhere now. I know I am. I'm like, Arr! I just want to scratch my head because I hate ticks. On a good note, though, fall is coming. The weather has changed and it's absolutely unbelievably incredible. It's been in the 70s the last few days. Like, that's the high. I'm not used to this weather. I mean, it's been this summer's been fairly hot and really muggy, and that's finally breaking. And it's wow, amazing. I'm looking at the uh, outside temperature right now. It's 78 degrees outside. Actually, it's hotter inside the house because when this kind of weather comes around, we have all the doors and windows open. So it's 78 outside right now, 80 inside. So I should be recording outside, but I'm not because, I don't know, I hate myself or something. So fall is coming, and I am thrilled. Uh, Let's see. Chickens, last week... uh, Two weeks ago, we butchered chickens. Uh, We butchered 38 chickens. This Saturday, we've got 22 more chickens going to be going into the freezer. Today, we got 80 more chicks. And let me just say, chicks that are less than a week old are absolutely, probably the dumbest creatures on the planet. I moved them into their brooder, gave them some water walked away for about 2 minutes to get some to get a light for them and i came back and almost every single one of those 80 chicks was soaking wet. If you give them more than a quarter inch of water in a bigger space than what their beak can fit into, i don't know how they do it, but pretty soon they look i don't know they're just soaking wet and cheaping like crazy. Chicks are stupid. Hopefully they grow out of it. They do grow out of it. In 8 weeks they go to freezer camp, so I'm excited about that. And let's see. Oh, the goats. We do have two goats, a Billy and a Nanny. They are, I'm not even sure how old they are, they were given to me by my father-in-law. And um they are tangled right now. I do not have a goat fence, so I keep them on a leash. And we put them out. We have a couple areas on our farm that are just filled with lots of little saplings and all kinds of trees around the area. And so we want to get that cleaned up. It's covered in poison ivy and trash trees and weeds and all of that. And so we chain them to one tree and before you know it, they're wrapped around 37 more trees. And it is annoying, but at least we're getting the place cleaned up slowly but surely. The awesome thing is goats love to eat twigs and leaves and weeds and stuff like that. We haven't fed them once and they've been here about three months. All we do is keep them in water, keep their salt block next to them, and they are good to go. They're happy. We put feed out for them, I think, twice or three times the first few days that we had them. And they didn't even touch the feed, so we just quit trying to feed them. Actually, we gave the feed away that we had, so no worries there. Enough about the homestead. That's been seven and a half minutes, and all we've talked about is the homestead. So going on to the handyman business. Business is actually pretty good right now. I'm currently booked about four to six weeks out, and that's incredible because early on in 2020, and it may have had something to do with COVID. I don't know, but I pretty much sat at home for a while. Now, I didn't just sit at home. I was able to do projects around the homestead, but I didn't have work that paid, and that hurt. When you go for several weeks and there don't see any income and no sign of it coming down the road, no prospects, no leads, you start to, uh, that, that messes with your head. So I did a few things to to try to reverse that, and it seems like it's been working. The first thing that I did was talk to people that I knew. I'm fairly new to the area, so I don't have a really big base of people to talk to about work and like, hey, can you send some things my way? I, I need the word of mouth thing going on here. I did talk to a few of those people, but I also tried some Facebook ads. And while Facebook ads was okay, I got a lot of leads, but they weren't quality leads. It's a lot of people that are just kicking the tires and like, I want a price on this, and then they, you never hear from them again. The thing that's been the best for me has been Home Advisor. Now, it's not all Roses with Home advisor there you get a lot of leads that do the same thing, but it's been about fifty per cent of the leads that I have gotten through Home Advisor have been quality leads, so that's pretty pretty decent, they're a little expensive, but at least it's brought in work, which is why I'm four to six weeks booked out right now. By far, the best though the most quality leads are things that come in through word of mouth. I definitely prefer that because you're already pre-qualified. You already have that trust factor built up because they, that person has heard about you from one of their friends who was likely a former client or, or one of their friends was a former client. And so you've already got that trust factor built up. When you meet somebody or when somebody's turned on to you through a Facebook ad, there's no trust there because they don't know anything about you. This is... That's the first time they've seen or heard of you through Home Advisor. at least you know the contractors have been vetted and are at least supposedly legit, and the people who have gone through Home Advisor have specifically put in the kind of project that they want and they've been matched up with a contractor that does that kind of project that they're looking to do, so there's a little bit more of a trust factor there. But the most quality leads come through the word of mouth because that trust factor is really high. So, on to the main topic of the show. A four part series. I'm expanding on last week's topic, How to Get What You Want in Life. And I don't, re- I'm not sure what I'll put as a title to this show, but How to Get What You Want in Life, starting from like a middle schooler's perspective. Most middle schoolers starting I'm going to say like 12 to 14, have no work experience. Their life consists of school. It consists of video games, hanging out with friends, eating junk food. Um, A lot of kids that age are in sports. Some are in two and three sports or more. So their life revolves around themselves. Their, Their world is very closed in. I was that way when I was a kid. I went to a small private school, so I didn't have all the after-school activities, but it was still school and friends. And then Dad threw a job at me, and I had to go to work. And sometimes I liked it. I liked when the money came in, but I wanted to do my things, because I was focused on me. I was inward focused. So... When you're that age, you've got very little to no work experience. You, you're you not sure what your interests even are in the career field. you got no career aspirations. And it's easy to feel like you have all the time in the world to, to figure things out. And all you want to do is just hang out with your friends. Now, your parents and your teachers, and parents, if you're listening, you know that you do this to your kids You tell them that, oh, you're going to wake up tomorrow and you'll be 28 and your life will be halfway over by then. You need to get your stuff together while you can. Enjoy your life, but you need to be focused on the future. And that's true, but kids don't want to hear that. That's not what they want or need to hear right now. They need to be approached. Kids that age want to hear it from a more positive perspective more proactive like what will i get out of this because when you're that age you're so inward focused you want to know what's in it for you i want to know how it's going to help me yeah i mean if i want to go you want me to get a job i like the money that's the only part i like about that but when you approach it from an interest perspective from from that aspect of it like what do i enjoy doing if you've got no work experience then just start with what you enjoy doing in your personal time. Are you someone who likes to meet new people and, and just carry on a conversation? Or, or are you someone who likes that alone time, who likes to tinker on things, work with your hands? Do you like to figure things out? When you're approached with a problem, do you automatically jump to a solution? Like brainstorming, What? how can we figure this out? How can we... You know, fix whatever the issue is. Or are you someone who, when approached with a problem, or somebody else brings a problem to you, you just care for them. Some of those things can give you clues as to what sort of career or job you might want to try out. So if you're someone who likes to work with your hands and build things, maybe you want to go in the construction industry. Maybe you want to become a mechanic. If you're, if you're the artistic type who likes to draw and create things, you might do well as a, as a painter or a, I'm not even sure what you call it, somebody who paints vehicles, uh, something like that. But your interest your micro interest can give you a clue into the direction that you would start off in or at least the, the fields of work to look into to get started in. And once you kind of have that general overview of your micro interests, are you a people person, you like meeting new people, or do you prefer working alone? Do you like working with your hands? Those types of things. Then you look for careers or fields of work that line up with that. Go look for an auto mechanic. Go look for a handyman or a painter. Or look for somebody who has a homestead. Ask them if you can shadow them for a few hours or for a day just to help out. Free of charge, you'll clean up the job site for them. Go to a mechanic shop and offer to hand hand them tools or to organize their workspace. Or contact your local handyman or plumber or electrician or whatever it is that kind of lines up or that has elements in it that interest you, that are in your micro interests, as I like to call it and and just go shadow them figure it out spend a day with them spend a week with them ask them what they like about their job about what they do ask them the best points of it what keeps them returning and getting up every day what really drives them to stay in that field find out the the negatives of it ask them what they don't like about it and combine all of that and then you know, in between the school years, summertime, you've got two months now. It used to be three, but now it seems like you only have two months. Get a job working in a uh, in an auto body shop or a mechanic shop or as a welder. You know, in a, in a fabrication shop, you can, if you like to create things, but you like working with metal or doing hard things, Figuring things out. Maybe it might be in a fabrication shop. They often are looking for people to design elements of things that they need built. And this stuff is built out of steel. So there's so many different fields that play in just a fabrication shop. Because you can be the design. You might be in bookkeeping. You might be the actual welder. Or, or you can just be the cleanup boy. There's so many different elements of each job. And when we know the small things that we're interested in, then we can start looking out and finding out, figuring out which elements are in which field. And that can lead us to a potential career that gives us the lifestyle of freedom that we all love. Because let's face it, that is what we're all after. We all want that freedom. But I hounded on that enough in the beginning. So that's what I want you to get today. Whether you're a teenager or even if you're 25 and you've just kind of fallen into your line of work. It doesn't have to stay there. You can figure out your interests. That's where it all starts is knowing what you like, what you enjoy doing. And then intentionally seeking out work, figuring out a way to bring in the income or to support yourself through doing what you like to do, what you enjoy. Life is too short to go about doing work that we hate, to being miserable all the time. Do work that you enjoy. If you like the show and want to support the work I do, there's no monetary ways to do that right now. but. I would really appreciate it if you would go to wherever you listen to this show and leave a review, especially on iTunes. That would help. Leave a review, hopefully a positive one. Share it with a friend. That would be awesome as well. I love getting shares. I like people to listen. But more than listening, I want your interaction. I want your feedback. I want to know what you like about the show. Let me know something that stood out to you or that uh, that shift your perspective because that's what I like to do is to shift somebody's perspective on life there I hit my mic stand again you probably heard that thing shaking but I like to shift people's perspective to help them see things from a different direction see solutions that they didn't see before so share it with a friend and go out and do good work